text says, early in the morning, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene got up to go to the tomb. That's roughly about when my daughter Moe got up this morning in looking for Easter baskets. Mary Magdalene goes to the tomb. She and the other women are going to finish the burial process that they could not finish because of the Sabbath. So they get up early in the morning after the Sabbath, that was Saturday, and go. You have to understand that Mary Magdalene loved Jesus. So much so that some have tried to say that her love was more for Jesus than just love as a Savior. But that's really our culture speaking, not the text. See, Mary owed everything to Jesus. Luke records her being healed by Jesus of seven demons. Now, seven is not just any number. Whenever you hear the word seven, it is the word of perfection. What it means is she is totally overwhelmed and oppressed. says that whatever her past was, she was in utter despair. Some have tried to read into that, that maybe that was a sexual sin, maybe that was oppression and abuse by other people. But Jesus heals her. And so she follows Jesus around as if she she was one of the disciples. She's mentioned by name 12 times in the Gospels, more than most of the other apostles. She had no life, and Jesus gave her life. And so she loved him, and she followed him. She was at his crucifixion, and now, early in the morning, goes to see his tomb. The text says, it's early in the morning, and it's still dark. Isn't that interesting? Why does it say both? Why can't it just say it's dark or it's in the morning? Why does it say both? Why does she get up so early? Perhaps she can't sleep. Perhaps she is so distraught. Maybe it's because she loved Jesus so much and was driven to show him this one last act of commitment. But I wonder too if the text says dark in a reference to something more than where the sun was in the sky. Perhaps it was dark emotionally. I mean, think about Saturday for a moment for the disciples and for Mary. They've lost their Savior. They were all excited. They've been following this man for three years, and now he is crucified and dead. They're all huddled together, locking the door, so the text says. They're afraid that they could be next. Saturday must have been dark. If you were Mary, what would you do from here? But she gets up early goes to the tomb and finds it empty. She runs to tell the other disciples who are, again, afraid and and locked in a building. Peter and John don't care about all this danger. They run. They have been with Jesus. They have heard His teaching. Perhaps on their run they remember some of the words of Jesus that may have hinted that He might have to come back from the grave, that that grave could not hold them. In the end, John goes in and believes. Peter still trying to work it out in his head. But Mary Magdalene doesn't know what to think. She still thinks the body has been stolen. She was not a good Jewish boy that had been raised up and reading the prophets. She had not been a full-time follower of Jesus, though she had been, been with him a lot. And so she just hangs out in the garden, not knowing what to do, assuming the body has been stolen. She looks into the tomb and sees angels that ask her why she is weeping, but she doesn't even respond to them as if they're angels. Perhaps she can't really see because her eyes have been showering tears for these last two days. Maybe it's still dark. Maybe as Peter and John are coming to light, are realizing it, coming out of their darkness, Mary is still stuck there. Maybe that's why she doesn't even recognize Jesus. 
she thinks him to be the gardener. But she found an early morning surprise. She went there expecting to mourn over and care for a dead body, and instead she found a living Lord. And the breaking point of all this is when he, is, he calls her by name, Mary. And Mary, hearing her name spoken by someone who knew her better than she knew herself, suddenly realizes that it's Rabbani, her teacher, her Lord. She's really the first Christian, isn't she? The first one called by name, the first to believe in the resurrection, the first to sent, sent to tell others. Mary has been called historically the apostle to the apostles. And she would love to sit and cling to Jesus, cling to him and never let him go again. But what's his response? response. Don't cling to me, I've got to go be with the Father. Weird response, right? Is that good news? We just got you back. We thought you were dead and with the Father. Now you're saying you've got to go again. But Jesus understands that when He goes to the Father, it will all be complete. And He knows that when He goes to the Father, that the Holy Spirit will come upon them and He will be with Mary in a way that she can't even imagine. How strange for a woman to be this first witness. Do you know women in those days could not have testified, and she could not have testified in court, especially with her potentially rough past. You would not make up the story this way. And yet the Bible records her as this first witness. Why? Because it's from Mary Magdalene that we can learn the power of Easter. Easter is not a holiday for perfect people. It is a holiday for broken people. It is not a celebration for the good and for the religious. It is joy for those of us with troubled pasts. So whatever your past, however much you do or do not understand about the work of Jesus, however many tears you have had in your own life, the invitation of Easter is the same for you this morning as it was in that first early morning surprise. It is light for your darkness. It is a living Savior that is with you always in spirit. Praise be to God. He is risen. Amen.